dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for allowing us to get to know you and get to grow with you and get to learn from your story and from the example you gave to us in Jesus Christ. May we always, always continue to use that standard in our lives so that we can grow closer and closer to you. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Anonymous coming to you with another episode of Cross Discourse. My friends, my friends, I'm so glad that you continue to listen to me and uh, just interact with me in this walk with God. Today, I am actually going to be reading from you First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, more popularly known as the prayer of Jabez. And it goes like this. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I give birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a very, very personal episode for me in general uh, in that, um, you know, I actually heard this in a sermon recently and it was touching to me. So I wanted to do a little research and uh, through a little prayer um, just because the way it was presented to me. Um, I wanted to just discuss it with you, my thoughts on it, and why it's so important for us to have, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, not, not legends, not, not mythologies, uh, not thoughts, but uh, something for us to always rally around. You know, I've been in church uh, for quite a few years in my lifetime, and one of the things that always astonished me uh, about us is that we had our own uh, things, ways of doing things, you know, uh, whether it's the Emmaus walk or or something like that, baptism, uh, things like that, that, you know, other people look at as crazy. You know what I mean? And um, when I heard the sermon about the prayer of Jabez, uh, I really it really touched me. And so I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about it and how it affects our culture. And if you're interested and learning um, where I heard about this prayer of Jabez, Tony Evans, uh, who is a very uh, prolific speaker, uh, has his own church down, I believe it's Oak Cliff Bible Church down in Texas. He has an app uh, that I usually listen to, and that app is The Urban Alternative. If you've never heard of Tony Evans, I highly suggest you listen to his work. 
um, listen to the word of God come through his mouth. Uh, you know, I really, really have enjoyed listening to him for quite a few years in general. But the prayer of Jabez um, is where this comes across. And, you know, maybe if you listen to that sermon like I did, um, you wanted to read those two verses again in your mind and just contemplate on them and meditate on them because there is a lot. And I happened to come across, I, I just wanted to look up. I heard of the prayer of Jabez before, but it never touched me. And the long, long uh, years that I've been in existence, I've never really paid much attention to it. And so I just typed in, what is the prayer of Jabez, right? What is the prayer of Jabez? Why is it so important? And I came across an article in Christianity.com. I don't really frequent this uh, website often, but it seemed to, to be pretty legit. Uh, it has some Bible trivia in there on their website. Uh, it does a daily verse, so you can have your devotional and things about that if you're so inclined. And it also gives you things to read in the Bible as well. Um, so I, I, I just thought it was time for me to really just pay attention to it. Um, but this article on Christianity.com, it starts off with uh, what is the prayer of Jabez? It gives you the Bible verse, and then it talks a little bit about it more in deep, uh, deep uh, detail. Excuse me. So Jabez was a character in the Bible, and Chronicles is interesting because Chronicles, as you know, it, it all it, Chronicles is basically uh, a, a tale, right? It's a written um, kind of story uh, in the Bible, right? Um, you know, it, it usually details um, the history of the people and it uh, a lot of times it talks about a lot of the kings right in in the bible so it's really interesting that it mentions jabez but jabez's name some people says it means pain um but according to the verse that i read it means he causes pain or uh yeah he causes pain right so it doesn't necessarily mean painful but that he causes pain um, and, you know, if you know anything about Jewish or Israeli history or uh, the faith, um, um, you know, a lot of and, and even in, in our our cultures in general, Christian culture, American culture, English culture, a lot of people name their children based on what they see or what they envision for their children to live out for the rest of their lives. Uh, and we talk about in the Old Testament, you know, you have people who had their names changes. Uh, their names change. Excuse me. I'm sorry about this. It's just a, like I said, it's a personal thing. So it's really affecting me in a, a certain way. And particularly, I think of two people in the Bible. I think of Jacob in the Bible, whose name was changed to Israel uh, and Abraham, whose original name was Abram. And he was changed to Abraham. And of course, his wife as well had their names changed, uh, both of them. Uh, and so Jabez, you would expect that with someone with a name that means he causes pain, would have his uh, name changed after such an important prayer because he wanted his life to change. Um, and he prays, again, if you go that, that God would bless him, that God would enlarge his territory, 
that God's hand would be him and that he would be kept from harm and free from pain. We just know uh, through those four words at the end, God granted his request. That's all we know. God granted his request. So if we look at those things that he asked for, we know that God blessed him, right? We know that God gave him many things. We don't know what those things are, but we know that it was a blessing. Uh, we know that God enlarged his territory because it said that God did these things. Um, and we don't know how much territory was enlarged. We don't know uh, how much property uh, he gained. We don't know if it was necessarily property according to Christianity um, dot com. Um, we we just know it, it couldn't it might not have been land. It could have been anything. Right. Uh, we know that God's hand was with Jabez uh, because God granted him those things. So everything that Jabez did was guided by God. And then we know that God kept Jabez from harm and from pain. Um, so the interesting thing about that is we know his name. His name is He Causes pain. And so we look at that and we say, well, God granted him what he asked. And in that verse, uh, we see that Jabez's own mother said she was pained because she gave birth to him. Um, and there's a whole lot in my mind when I read these two verses, because I wonder as a person um, who looks at names as being important as, as setting up a child for their future. And I wonder if uh, his name wasn't changed, number one, because he didn't stop from causing other people pain. Um, you know, we just know that God granted his request. We know that he was free from pain. Um, we know that he was kept from harm, but we don't know whether or not he uh, did not prevent other people from having pain. And I slept on this, I prayed on this, and I thought about my life, my destiny, and the things within me um, that I've done in the past. And ladies and gentlemen, I have not been a great person in life. And, and, and I, I don't say this to be humble at all. Uh, I look at my life in the past and I say, man, I was borderline evil. There are things in my past that I've done that I look at in all my years and I say, man, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe people are still friends with me. I can't believe people still like me. Um, I've done underhanded things. I've gone behind friends' backs. I've talked about people. I've tried to uh, usurp other people's authority. I've, I've uh, hurt people physically, emotionally, uh, and, and in fact, maybe even spiritually, um, I try to talk about, uh, you know, other people's, uh, morality and here I was, or here I am standing amongst you, amongst the people as a man who was flawed, who is flawed, who continues to be flawed. And I wonder, uh, how much of my life, uh, was spent causing other people pain. 
Um, and so I thought about what can I do within myself to change my life. And ladies and gentlemen, here is when I got down on my hands and knees and I prayed the prayer of Jabez. God, please, please bless me. God, please, please help me to uh, do great things in your name. Let your hand be with me. Let me be guided by your words. Let me be guided by the things that you have for me. And God, help me because I am in so much pain. I am in so much fear. I am, uh, I am feeling like I am being harmed in many, many different ways. God, be with me. And whether whatever it is for you, I don't know. But for me particularly, it was my thought patterns. You know, I constantly, I do have a thorn on my side. I don't know if I said this before in the past, but I struggle with lust tremendously. Um, and I took a step back and I looked at the, the, the words that I read on my phone, the words that I look at when I look at social media, the the images that are presented in my face when I'm on my phone, the images that are presented in my face when I watch television, when I am around and involved in the world. And God opened my eyes to look at what are the things I'm looking at on TV? You know, what are the things I'm listening to? What are the things that I'm reading? And not too long ago, my wife had said to me, you know, you used to be the one that read all the time. You don't read anymore, except on your phone. And she was right. And so I had a book that I had purchased and I had talked about, and I only read part of it in his steps. Uh, I don't know uh, if you've listened to that, um, that episode, but in his steps uh, by... Um, uh, what is his name? Um, in his steps by Charles Sheldon, and um, in that book, and so I started reading it again. And what really opened my mind is that these people put into their mind just the thought process of what would Jesus do? Those four words: What would Jesus do? And it guided their steps. It guided their walk. No matter how difficult the decision was in their lives, it guided their steps. And, you know, at first, at first, these people's lives got worse. These people... These people maybe had lost their job. Um, these people maybe had lost their status. Um, you know, whatever happens, but these people initially saw their lives get worse. But miraculously, they changed the world. They changed other people's lives for the better and then I said man I need to focus my life 
by using those four words in everything I do. What would Jesus do? And guys, it's hard. It is hard. I've tried and tried and tried and prayed and prayed and prayed. And I'm telling you, if I can get this from two verses in the Bible, it is really important for us to study every inch, every word within it. Because if two verses can change people's lives, if two verses can get people down on their knees, focusing on the world, focusing on their lives and trying to change themselves, then we need to get into God's word deeper and deeper and deeper. And so, um, I, I, you know, that was the thing that, that I, I wanted to talk to you about. And this isn't really a, a long episode. I think I'm about at 17 minutes. But that's really what was on my mind. You know, we've got so many things happening to us, but 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 we have within our culture these these uh, these nuggets, if you will, these nuggets of wisdom, these these treasures that can help change the entire world. When you read the prayer of Jabez or when you read First Chronicles four, nine and ten, you look at. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him. He causes pain. But he was more honorable than his brothers. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, what does it mean to be honorable when you know that you cause pain? And to be honorable means that you're able or worthy of honor, right? So if you're honorable, you're worthy of honor. You're upright. You're righteous. You're of high moral character. But he causes pain. And I looked at my life. And I said, no matter what I have done in the past, if I'm just down on my knees, if I'm praying, if I'm focused on God, if I'm asking for God's hand in my life, for God to guide me, for the Holy Spirit in my body, in my soul, to guide my passage through life, my journey, whether or not I'm blessed in riches or territory or property, or, or, you know, experiences, whether or not I'm blessed, I'm asking God, keep me from pain, keep me from harm. And yes, I do want to be blessed. That's human nature, isn't it? We all want to be blessed. We all want something in our lives to say or show us that we are worthy or worth something. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, You've already been blessed. You've already been blessed. You know why? Because not everyone in this world knows the name Jesus Christ. Not everyone in this world, not everyone in this world knows the sacrifice of Jesus on them. That their sins have been forgiven. That they have the opportunity to know God in an intimate way. 
in a way where we get to talk to him, in a way that he gets to talk to us, and in a way that draws us closer and closer to him. Guys, that is an amazing two verses. That is an amazing prayer. And so, guys, I'm going to ask you, family, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. Oh, God, could you please bless me? Could you please enlarge my territory? But, God, I know it's mine. But I ultimately know it's yours because I want your hand to be with me. I want you to guide my every step. And God, as I'm doing this and as I'm following your name, God, I ask that you keep me from harm, that you keep me from pain. Because that is very, very important in Jesus' name. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I mean, that's really all I had for you today. Uh, and so uh, I, I, this is a short one. I realize it. But think about your life. And this is and I guess I'll end it with this. This is what I'll end it with. Think about your life before you knew Jesus. Think about your life before you were introduced to the gospel. What kind of person were you? Were you a man or woman that slept around? I was. Were you a man or a woman that thought about yourself and only yourself? Maybe your family too. I was. Yeah, I had, you know, a mother, a, a father, brothers, sisters, cousins. Yeah, I thought about them. But did you think about the stranger? The bum on the street, the real bum, not the not the fake one that's, you know, with the sign every every day you drive up on the exit and turn that corner and he's right there or she's right there at that light asking for money and you see them all the time. Not that person, but the person that sometimes doesn't even ask your help. That actually walks away from you when you try to give them help. That person. That person. Or the person that's quiet. And that is seemingly insignificant in your life. Have you thought about that person? Did you think about that person? Because I didn't. And then when I drew near, when I was introduced to Christ, and people said, hey, you know, that stash of, of, of pornography that you have right underneath your TV, you need to get rid of it. Hmm. Mm. You know, I noticed that you have a, a living girlfriend or boyfriend. Mm. You know, you guys aren't married. It doesn't look right. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm mm-ing because it gets you to thinking, you know, the choice of words that you use. Are you the type to curse a lot? Swear? Because it's on TV all the time? F B S A. D, all those other words. Mm. And not only cursing and swearing, but were you using language that was not there to build people up? And I'm not saying calling people out on their crap. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking using words that were not beneficial to the situation or helping build 
anybody up. I was like that. And I met I had to meditate on my life and I think about, yeah, I was out there. And guys, here's the funny thing. I was one of those people out there calling on the name of Jesus Christ, talking about God this, God that. And I was living that way. You know, I went to college to find Christ. Not many people can tell you that. Not many people will say that. But uh, as, a ch- as a child of a pastor, a former pastor, uh, who grew disillusioned when his father fell away and when his mother um, did other things, uh, as a person who felt isolated, as a person who, who felt pain, and didn't know that he was causing so many other people pain in their lives. I can tell you this. We need to pray more and more like Jabez earnestly. Here's the, uh, okay, so that I said that was going to be the last thing, but I promise this is the last thing. I promise this is the last thing. You know, when I listened to the sermon from Tony Evans, one thing he said that was really interesting um, is that God granted his, his request, but he didn't change Jabez's name. He did not change Jabez's name. So we know um, that a lot of times, you know, we cannot change. We Well, we can't change our past. It is what it is, right? But we do have a future outside of our past. We can change our future. And that's why the prayer of Jabez is so wonderful. Because we can be guided by God without having our names changed like Jacob and, and, and Abram in the Old Testament. And, and listen, Peter had his name changed as well. Excuse me. Peter had his name changed as well. So we can get out of our past and start a new future. And that's why the prayer of Jabez is so important. And this is something that I think that we need to incorporate more in our culture. You know, I watch a lot of TV and I love stories. I love adventure. I love fantasy and sci-fi. And we have our own stories that we can make into stories that speak to the human nature. And I feel like if we focused on that and we brought that culture out more, I think we could bring more and more people to Christ. I know I didn't have any music or poetry or anything for you, but I just had to share a really personal story with you. And let you know what's going on a little bit in Anonymous's life uh, and hope that it touches you. And if it doesn't, maybe you know somebody who's going through some questions in their life. Put them on to Cross Discourse. And if you got any questions, if you got any thoughts, if you got any words of encouragement for me, because I need words of encouragement, please feel free to email me at crossdiscourse at gmail.com. My name is Anonymous because I'm unimportant 
It is only he above who rules over everything that is of the utmost importance. Family, I love you, and I look forward to hearing from you another time. Peace. Oh, 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 oh